1: I just have to say that the abortion bill passed by the Oklahoma State Legislature was absolutely ridiculous. But well, what do I know? I am just a rubber chicken. We do not have time for this. You are going to ruffle some feathers, my featherless friend. No, we will discuss this. I know you're angry, but we will discuss it. But we have to get on. No, we have to get on with Lewis Black's rant cast number 83 entitled for Bruce McVitie. once again i begin I ran cast with, uh, it's a rancast with it's in memoriam uh, once again to uh, this to my uh, good friend and uh, wonderful actor Bruce McVitie, and uh, who uh, who left us and uh, left a hole, really, for for those who knew him well. And in the theatrical community, um, we are living through a relentless shitstorm uh, that seems to be endless, as if we're on some sort of a fucking treadmill. And uh, and it's like things are, that we're on the treadmill with this just kind of fly off. It's one thing that it used to be this kind of just sense of going through life and, um, uh, as if taking a long hike and, uh, you know, and, and it, it, things didn't fly off. They just kind of went by the wayside. Uh, and we had those moments to take them in. If, in, in, in this, if in, in, in the times that we live now, it's, if it's not one thing, it is another. If it's not another, it is another. And we sit and discuss all of this is if everything has changed as if things are back to normal in this city, they continue to, fucking prattle on about where, you know, it's we're we're, you know, this is New York. We're right back to where we, no, we're not back to where we are, where we should be. And it's going to take time and it's going to take time for this whole fucking country to get back to where it should be. Because uh, as as much as we didn't deal properly with the pandemic and we didn't, um, we are now left with uh, other problems that are just as massive as the virus itself. And it's going to take us to a commun- to be a, a community again, whether we fucking like it or not. This is a wake up call and the wake up call says, "Get together okay that was, that was just reminded of the young <laughs> young rascal suck but uh come on people nah, but uh, I'm drifting here, and I don't mean to um but we do have to and when we and, when, and you lose when you lose good friends, uh, it makes it tougher. When you lose family, it makes it harder. And we are all going through that. Uh, and, and it doesn't feel to be that moment in time where we have to, to, to stop and, and, and really honor them in a way that's important. And so this is my small way of, of of thanking Bruce for all the gifts he gave as an actor and as a person. Um, I know that, uh, where it's 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 if you if you lived in New York City and were in the the, the theater community here, were uh, just went to see plays. You knew Bruce McVitie. Uh He one of his claims to fame was uh, time on stage with Al Pacino in American Buffalo, but a, a ton of other work in which he brought an honesty and the word grit, which actually works for him. Um, he brought a truth. That, uh, is, it was astonishing. And if you really want to see just a great piece of work, you, you Catch um, uh, a Homicide, A Life in the Street, it was done in 1997. The series episode is called The Subway. It was written by another good friend of mine, James Yashimura, Jim Yashimura, and uh, starring, uh, starring Bruce. And uh, his work and Jim's work were stellar. And deserved Emmys, and that's not even a pro argument. I mean it. Uh, when you see that work, I think you will say, "How the fuck did this uh, not get on it on one level or another?" Uh, because it deserved uh, high accolades. Critically, it was acclaimed, uh, but it deserved more. It really deserved. It deserves to be known uh, better than and, and better than it's it, it, than it is known. Um, I, I, I just. Uh, want to tell a story about how I met Bruce, because it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little more upbeat than, than, uh, and, and, and gives us a sense of, um, uh, of, 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 just, you know, how, how people get together when they, when they do, we met, uh, through the 52nd street project, which by the way, uh, Bruce's widow, Carol now runs at the time. It was run by my friend, Willie Rialli, And, Every summer they would go off and do these one-on-ones. This was very early on. This is um, actors and writers working with um, young kids from the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood here uh, and working on plays. And they wrote a play for their kid, got to know their kid, wrote the play. That's what I did. And uh, um, Bruce acted in in another one. And uh, in the evening... Well, Willie would have adult time where it's really wine tasting. It was really, uh, let's get a little drinky drink in ourselves and kind of escape the kids in the day. And um, we learned, I learned a lot about wine during those times, which was one of the things Willie showed was is that, you know, it's not a question of, uh, do you really, how much do you need to know about wine? What you really need to know is, is the price right? Is it a good price? Do you Can you afford it? And do you like the taste? And do you enjoy t- drinking it? And there's certain things you can drink it with. But it was mostly about enjoying that taste. And Bruce and I enjoyed a lot of it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Because we would sit there and drink with the others and taste all the wines. And then many of them, you know, who were a little more uh, disciplined than us would wander off. And then there were those who just didn't like the wine, which we didn't understand. Some of the wines they didn't like. So there were bottles, half bottles, a third bottles, all kind of sitting around, and, and it'd be Bruce and I. That would be it at the end. And we just would finish them off. And by finishing them off, we had that time to spend together and get closer and and really admire the fact that each of us went, wow, you know, that uh, we we both... <laughs> took a great joy out of knowing that, boy, we're not going to let this wine go to waste. Who the hell lets wine go to waste? Especially when, you know, you're you're not really getting paid a lot of money. And this is really, this is like the, uh, this is the one great joy we had, <laughs> you know, outside of working with the kids. I know that's important, but this was the, it was fun. And, um, and I'll always remember sitting there with him uh, as we he did a lot of toast a ton and i will I will miss sharing a glass of wine with him and so um, it was a good week uh, I was very excited to uh, finish up um, the uh, on the 15th of May to finish the uh, uh, the, the the special um, which is untitled we are trying to figure that out, but we, uh, it was, it was, I couldn't be happier the, with uh, with my performance. I, I, we'll see how it comes out and what you, what you think. But I, uh, I think the audience that, I, that showed up was absolutely spectacular. And I thank all, everyone who was there um, because their energy drove me to a place uh, performance wise that I had not reached at all during the time in which I was working uh, on the special, um, you know, show after show after show, uh, they, they really got me to a, another place and I felt very happy about it. And, um, I think the performance, I wouldn't have had that performance without those of you who, who came out to see it and, and, uh, thank you. And I, I will really did, uh, treasure it afterwards. I was, I was knocked out afterwards. I mean, physically <laughs> exhausted, um, and uh, partly because it was like, go for it. You were giving me the go for it sign, and I did. And um, as much as I, as I could, and uh, hopefully it chose. I'd like to thank, too, the folks who came out who, did, who didn't like it, uh, who uh, I saw in the Twitter feed when they would kind of, you know, didn't really enjoy the show and thought that, uh, you know, I was a a traitor on many levels and had problems with whatever they thought might, but they just didn't listen in part, uh, really. I, I didn't do the jokes they wanted me to do. And that was it. And I didn't tell, I didn't do the special they wanted to see. And some were upset that I, I talked about the pandemic, which is really what the special is about. And was from the beginning because the audience responded to that when I was on the road. And so, um, but I do want to thank them because for all of the, apparently the mumbling and the grumbling, uh, they did not uh, heckle. They did not shout out. They did not uh, punch a hole in the energy in the room, which is what happens when you're doing a special. It happens if anyone who's been in a performance in a club or in a theater, once somebody starts that nonsense, the energy in the room, it's like a, a blown up balloon. It just starts to, in the, the air starts to escape. And it was really important that that didn't happen because we were really, um, running at full bore. And, uh, and so thank you one and all and to all who came out and I'll use this moment now rather than at the end to, 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 to see all the shows that I did. Um, the, all the audiences, whether the, the houses were full this time or not, it did not matter. It, you, uh, they, they, every show was really I, I I couldn't have been more excited uh, by the response of the audience and by the energy they gave and uh, the time we spent together and, and the theaters I worked in. To all the folks involved in this last tour, of the, I, uh, I I thank you. Uh, it, it, you know, I know at times it wasn't easy for you to come out. Some of you were certainly were still under the, you know, the Omicron, the Omicron virus showed up, um, but you came out, you wore a mask or you didn't wear a mask or you did whatever you did. Some of you couldn't come out because people w- weren't wearing masks. Some of you, some of you didn't want to come out because people were wearing masks. So, uh, but for all of you who did come out, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thanks. Uh, this has been uh, uh, it was a good run, in the fa- and I couldn't have come up with uh, a, uh, a new special in six months if it weren't for you. Seriously, uh, you guys are my backboard. You're how I uh, figure it out. And this time, boy, you you really were uh, tremendous editors. I thought, and, uh, but we'll see. We'll see when the, when they get a hold of it and go, "Well, boy, this really was too late." I, he, I don't know why. He, the things are wonderful. Why does he want to talk about that stuff again? But uh, I think uh, just even historically, it was important to kind of take note. And I, like to, I think it was important to, to kind of give people a glimpse, to, for those out there who, who had problems, as I did, dealing with it, a chance to laugh at the problems that we had dealing with it. And uh, and, the, and to be able to laugh at, uh, at, 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 at death, at the fear of our own death. Well, certainly me. I know that others didn't at all, but there were those of us who were. And, um, you know, it was it was great to be able to share that. Thank you. Uh, and then otherwise, it's, you know, I just picked up the phone and we're uh, the shit show continues, as I was saying. As, uh apparently and I'm not going to go into it and you'll read about it. I'm sure. But that in Texas. An elementary school, was shot up by an active shooter, whatever the fuck that means. When, when the fuck did you have an inactive shooter? Okay, why don't you say, lunatic with gun, fucknut, nut. Uh, God. So it, it's, it's in, and this after Buffalo, uh, you know, just a bit ago at the supermarket, which was in the the one place that the minority uh, neighborhood had, the the one supermarket they had to shop in. And it's been now shut for a bit. I don't know if it reopened in the last day or so. Shut down. So now you shut down the supermarket, now they got nowhere to get their food. Just, you know, and and due to a white supremacist showing up. I don't know who the active shooter was at the elementary school. I don't know what it's going to take, but The active shooter, you know, the shooter, the the white supremacist thing, that's got to be dealt with. That's got to, there's got to be a line drawn. Enough is enough. Um, People have to be told, nope, this is not the way we're going to be. And this is not the way we're moving. You can, you can talk about it in your basement. You can't bring it into the streets and you can't, uh, you know, you can, you know, you can, you can, uh, uh, maybe you can, um, if you want, you can uh, have a march uh, but even that is getting to the point if, if this is the kind of madness that is created by this uh, I don't know there's free speech and then there's uh, insanity and this is insanity you know whites do not dominate this is not no mm-mm. that ballgame game has got to finish we have got to move on we're in the 21st century and enough is fucking enough um, and it This is, and and if you and you have got to start, whether you like it or not, teaching history, and you can't be afraid of that history, and you can't be afraid that your children will be upset um, if they have to learn about slavery and racism, okay? And your critical race theory bullshit being taught in elementary schools, or you, you know, gender, you can't talk about gender. Stop it. Grow the fuck up, okay? There's a whole world out there that's more mature than we are, you know, and uh, it's, it's got to end. We have got to be able to, to realize that our children are growing up way faster than we are. And they have these, the, 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 phone has changed everything. The computer's changed everything. It's an, the phone is an extension of these, of these kids central nervous system and they are going places you never fucking thought of. and, and let them go there. And trust them. All right? You know, nobody, you know, there was like, you know, no sex. It was barely sex education when I was a kid. You know, can you cut that out too? Stop it already. All right? If you don't teach what the fuck-ups were in the past, you're, you're going to end up with a kid like that kid who wanders in in Buffalo and does the shooting. Because no one along the way went, you know, Um, here's why you are, you are not, uh, you know, your whole white dogma is, is fucked up and wrong. Here's why morally it is wrong. Here's where we were. Here's where we want to be. Here's what we aspire to. We aspire to being good Christians (laughs) and good Jews and Muslims and Hindus and Zen, whatever you want to be. All right. Maybe Scientology. I'm not so (laughs) going to be pushing today, but it's really. And then uh, Oklahoma votes for, uh, you know, those the rubber chicken points out. And the the rubber chicken points this out. I can't believe the rubber chicken is pointing it out. He's he's, 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 is how absurd, you know, we're going to uh, there'll be abortion. You can't have abortion uh, after. The moment of fertilization. How the fuck do you know that? How do you know that, huh? And no, no, you don't, you don't allow any kind of um, no, no exceptions for uh, for rape and incest. Are you fucking kidding me? What is it? A science experiment? Incest? You're gonna? You, what are you checking on? What are you doing? Other than destroying the the, the, the life of the mother and the child? Because that's what you're doing. To make them deal with that for the rest of their lives, I mean, that takes a goddamn kind of arrogance. It really does. On your part, to, to say, no, I'm going to I'm going to basically make their lives hell. And then just, uh, you know, and one, as one has asked before, it is the rapist and then the uh, uh, the the, the, the uh, whoever was involved in the incest. Do they, do they then have, you know, certain parental rights? What you know, are we going to get into that? And why and why didn't the Oklahoma legislature where my father went to school and he would be appalled? He would be psychotic about this. Um, But then he he, he might have a a whole other choice, a number of things to say. Why don't they why didn't they pass a law that said if you think about having a child, that that's the moment of fertilization, really. And if you think about having a child, you don't have a child, then you should be put in jail. That's what you should be done. Be put in jail. Put in jail for you. For, look, we will. I'll, I'll be talking about it it, 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 it. it coming down the road because it's got to be talked about. I, it, but I, I lived through the the period um, in my, when I was in high school. There was uh, the, the the option you had was an illegal abortion. Okay, and uh, you can't put people through that. You just can't. It's tough enough to make that choice. And then you're going to try to make, you're going to say that somebody has to find uh, an illegal way to do it. You're adding insult to fuck injury, which is just a mild way of putting what I really feel. And I haven't got the time to come up with what I really feel and say it properly without breaking something and baby formula. So we, we can't even deal. We're worried about, uh, of, uh, of abortion, why don't we worry about uh, what we'll do after the abortion, and then maybe start discussing abortion? Okay, because we don't even have the common sense to 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 have enough of baby formula on hand to feed our children. That's that's how fucking that's how much we care about our babies. That the, the, the sh- shit hit the fan in terms of it. That forty percent was being made in this factory. That factory had a uh, bacterial problem or something. Factory had to be shut down and nobody noticed. Huh? Damn. Really? The executive branch? Nobody? The the ghost of Christmas past couldn't figure it out? Not one of his minions? Nobody? Nobody? Now, the FDA didn't notice that this was it. Nobody, Nobody noticed along the way before we even got to the problem that somehow uh you know monopolies this is how monopolies fuck things up lesson 37 i don't know how many lessons we need to realize that monopolies have nothing to do with capitalism the way in which capitalism works in terms of of keeping prices low is competition when you take the competition out don't hear me this bullshit because well the one company's making it so it'll be really better fuck you look at that look at what just happened it's it's being made 40% of it's being made in one place and we weren't, and we were asleep. And then the, they're screaming over in the in the in Congress, nobody there noticed, huh? Nobody there from the time it happened, didn't go knocking on a door saying, you know, I'm here. I, I just happened to notice this because I'm part of the government. Fucking assholes pointing fingers. Do the job. Stop pointing your fingers at each other and do the fucking job. Okay, we don't have time for your fuck ups. And your screw-ups. Or, or, or sitting there watching that madness that, that goes for the the who's gonna win? Because if they win, there's primary, and what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. The only thing that means something is to get people who actually want to work together and get shit done. All right? Yeah. Fucking make up shit and, and call it news. Because it is, it's made up shit. God damn it. Well, what does Harshaw Walker mean? Like, he was a great football player. They fucking, how many times you got to repeat it? And that's what we got. I got to see mom. So that was good. That was an upbeat one. <laughs> it was, she was doing quite well in the sense of her, uh, her mood. Uh, and she looked good. And, uh, and we had quite a sweet, uh, a sweet afternoon together. And, uh. She's here sometimes. She's there sometimes. But uh, she was. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm always glad when she's very, very comfortable and and seems to be uh, enjoying it there. And I hope uh, that she gets to get out. Hope we got out a bit uh, when I was there to get outside because it's uh, it's still tough to, to to for them to to gather there. My mother. She's freaked out by these idiots who aren't wearing masks, of which they're or some of her fellow, uh, the folks who live there. So uh, it was it was nice to spend time with her, and I'll be sending out another picture this week on Twitter of that visit, uh, as she can de- continues to defy defy space and time. And so to wrap it up, uh, let me thank you all again. Uh, we're heading into Washington D.C. this week. That's where you'll be hearing the rants from uh, from uh, my one of my truly favorite theaters, really absolutely the, the Warner theater in Washington and uh, where it's good to be home. Uh, it was really nice to, to be back there and as it always is, um, and to enjoy, uh, working in that space and, uh, to work in front of the folks who truly get the joke because they live in the midst of the shit. Um, it, they wrote some, uh, great rants. I think you'll enjoy them. And, uh, and once again, thanks for joining me uh, here. And uh, we'll be back again next week. And looking forward to uh, seeing all of you. And uh, I hope you have a good week. I hope that, that life is treating you well. And, that, uh, and en- enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Okay? Time for some fatty foods. Yum, fucking yum. Take care of each other. That's the most important thing. That and, man, nothing better than grill. Get that grill out. Enjoy it.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small.
1: We're coming to you tonight from, uh, Washington, D.C. at the Warner Theater, which is um, where I did, uh, my special, uh, Red, White and Screwed here, and it was, I was, uh, born and raised in this area. I, I started to uh, stand up at a place called the Brick Skeller a uh, hundred years ago, and, uh, and then I went and I worked at a place called L. Brookman's, which actually four or five of the comics who came out of there, it was in Anacostia. It was an incredible place to work. And then eventually uh, I, uh, they, they opened the improv, and I had uh, a great run there. And, it was, and, it's, and I've always loved being from this area. I don't know how you live here, uh <laughs> Seriously, I knew that I could not be this close to the government or something bad would happen. <laughs> that I would, they would have to put a muzzle on me and, and I'd have to be walked three or four times a day. So uh, let's get on with this. There's been some uh, great stuff written and uh, this came from Sam Garrett. The pandemic has taken many things, our sense of security, our incomes, our health, Indeed, our loved ones in many cases. Let us not forget, however, the greatest threat to our way of life that the pandemic has taken. The hallowed snow day. <laughs> first, first it came for your job, then for your insurance, then for your casual sex. But soon all these were minor when one realizes that never again Unless you're someone who does actual work, as in labor, will you ever again plausibly be snowed in? (laughs) Ask your friend Kathleen Madigan about the glory that it was to grow up in St. Louis as I did, bounding out of bed at 5 a.m., waiting patiently for the baritone voiced announcer on KMOX radio to finish reading the Lord's Prayer. Wow. so that hundreds, nay, thousands of Catholic and Lutheran school closings could be read. (laughs) Patiently, those of us in public schools waited still longer, knowing the risk that our heathen tax dollars brought in the form of buses, paved roads, and shoveled sidewalks, (laughs) all threatened to snatch the treasured snow day. It was thus even more sacred to be rewarded by hearing one's own school or school district announced as the dark, icy cold, vanquished, determined administrators. (laughs) The slight work-life balance that the pandemic forced upon us via minimally available telework now means that only those of us who hibernate in caves with bears can ever truly have snow days. (laughs) No matter, they can break my spirit. Make me log on and tune in. It'll be a cold day in hell before I give up the snow day in my mind. <laughs> this is James Holka. Uh, my birthday is this weekend, and I came to see your show. Wow. <laughs> you should have had somebody pay for the ticket. <laughs> As someone who moved here for one of those super exciting desk jobs for an alphabet agency after my time in the military, I've become rather pissed off at the people who believe that flag-waving is patriotism as opposed to what it really is, vapid, jingoistic bullshit. (laughs) I fare better than most veterans, I'm healthy active paid off the student loans from my physics degree and don't have major things to worry about but i absolutely despise the assumption that veterans are this monolithic group of flag-waving chest-pounding conservatives i do triathlons in my spare time and they sing the national anthem at the triathlons 500 people standing around in wetsuits swim caps and goggles on a beach ready to dive into dirty lake water why but there was one sign of hope to let me know that I'm not alone in my thinking. I took a knee and kept stretching. Two others standing nearby did the same thing. One was a black male army vet and the other was a female Navy pilot. Veterans today have tangible needs. health care, both physical and mental. Uh, jobs, transportation, and shocker, the war's to end. It takes months for me to get an appointment at the VA so I can get fitted for orthotics. It's far worse for hundreds and thousands of other veterans. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'd like the country to realize the symbolic acts don't do shit. Especially the 500 or so corporate pu- puppets and frauds up the street who would probably be best suited shoving those American flags up their asses. <laughs> wow, it's, wow. Happy birthday. <laughs> TJ Cormier, uh, so I'm an active duty chief in the Navy. Please don't fucking clap. I'm an over nerd. I work on radar and satellite communication systems, and I only mention this to emphasize my appreciation of things like, well, facts, logic, and the fucking scientific method! (laughs) Now, now to the point of the rant. I happen to be currently stationed in the Eastern Shore area because due to its remoteness, it's quite optimal for certain testing, best not done, near large population areas. (laughs) But, oh boy, it's everybody's brain just, what the fuck is that going But this has the unfortunate side effect of me having to live in the middle of fucking nothing where everyone seems to think a military uniform for some reason equals an ally in this person's conservative conspiracy theory or gun rights tirades. We're not trying to take your guns, okay? just because I'm in the military does not mean I automatically agree with your bullshit. I've lost count of the random people who've walked up to me and tried to start conversations with the opening line of essentially, big guns cool. (laughs) And if someone tells you uh, they can't talk about the particulars of the government, at the government facility they work at, That's not a fucking invitation to ask the same stupid question worded slightly differently. (laughs) They can't fucking talk about it. I'm a Jewish democratic immigrant's daughter. I am not your people. I have meticulously developed my resting bitch face over the years (laughs) for a reason. Please take note and kindly fuck off. And now your fucking website just tried to auto-correct bitch to butch. It's a fucking word, (laughs) goddammit. Thomas Page, hope your trip into and around DC was not marred by fucking idiots driving a slow-moving circle of trucks around the Beltway. (laughs) Or on the surface streets. How these fucking morons who are not from around here somehow think that fucking everybody's work commute is somehow going to get the support of the people or get the government to listen to them is fucking beyond me. You want my support? Fucking pass out free donuts with Irish coffee outside my office building at zero dark 30 when I have to be at work. That'll get my support. I'll sign whatever goddamn petition you want. (laughs) Want my email? I'm sure I can come up with a close enough approximation of my ex's email for you. (laughs) You want the government to listen to you? Fucking get educated and fucking vote for the person that supports your stance and stay involved in your community. Don't fucking come to my community and make me late for goddamn work. We're going to end with two short ones. I want to thank you all again for coming out. You were just terrific to be with. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It really has. And uh, it's really always nice to be back here. I mean that. And, uh, and, and for those of you who have never been to the, to the capital of your nation, fucking get off your ass. And I mean it. I mean it. Stop sitting out there going, government, the government is <laughs> doing, shut the fuck up. Okay? If you've not been there, and you've not been here, I mean, shut the fuck up. Get in your car, however you do it, and get here, and see what it is that's disturbing you. And then you can go home and be pissed. But until you come here and don't know what's here, fuck you. I could have gone on on forever, but I'm... I'm a little (laughs) tie-tie. I just, I fucking, I, I, you know. I'm going to save it for the next special. This is uh, Andy Fallon. Time zones are fucking amazing. It's 4 a.m. in Tokyo and 8 p.m. in London, but it's 1953 in the United States. Yeah, I read these things and I think, God, I wonder what the audio, I'm so glad you really enjoyed that as much as I did. And this is Christina Montoya, plants. Plants are the new pets. Pets are the new children. And children are like what exotic animals were in the 80s. You have to either be crazy or stupid rich to have them. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow night coming to you from Washington. Send in your rants. We'll be in Greensburg, Pennsylvania on Sunday. Next Sunday, I'll be doing my special in uh, in Huntington, Long Island at the Paramount Theater. And once again, thanks, thanks a million. Take care of each other. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day.